Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell two stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was told by Alex Hall. In March 2009. Where the theme was space. It's possible that everything you have heard this whole evening has been a fabrication. That you bought a ticket to truth and you got sold lies. It's probable, this is unintended, that the storytellers tried to tell it like it happened as best they could. I won't even attain that standard because I recall almost nothing of what happened that night. My story will be someone else's. It will in fact be the story of many people. A patchwork of second-hand information, the accumulated work of others. Perhaps that's appropriate. I'm an architect. I patch other people's stuff together, making it fit as best as I can. So here's my fabrication. A small little story about a small little space. About the lasting effect of the constrictions of construction. I'd never liked him, and it was stressful to be in his apartment. Mostly, of course, because of her. But the stress of being there was definitely made worse by the space itself. He was one of our directors, an arrogant, unsettling pig whose internal miseries drove him to project pain onto others. <laughs> Typically younger female employees like her. He was deeply guarded and insecure, thus the barbed arrogance which protruded so rudely from the swiveling slits through which he viewed the world. Tonight, he was pretending to have a flip side. He was host. It was his birthday. Presumably he had no friends, so the whole office was there instead. We shared it was clear all loved a space. It was a huge penthouse apartment within a new development of ours, overlooking the river of Battersea. It was in the office style, expensive, bland, machinic, sterile, gimmicky. The colours were weapons of mass optical destruction. I lied earlier. This won't all be total fabrication. Remember some things, some details, the staircase in particular. It was a straight flight of metal treads flanked by flaccid steel wires strung between highly chromed stainless steel uprights. Their tips were bulbous and rhythmically protruded above the top wire like a priapic army, mute Aristophanic soldiers without the comedy. I remember thinking how vulgar a demonstration of manhood this was, how creepy a ritual for those poor ladies lured up to his lair. <laughs> the Prosecco flowed in inverse proportion to the conversation. It was everywhere, but all the interesting people seemed either to have left early or stayed at home. She, thank God, was still there, but we never seemed to be able to find a moment together alone as I'd hoped. 
It had been weeks of waiting, of fleeting glances, missed opportunities, awkward public moments. The air at work was thick with tension. I knew her boyfriend was not only out of her flat, but increasingly, at least I hoped, out of her mind. I also knew that he'd return sooner, that some windows only opened once. We seemed to always be passing on the stairs, pausing to stop, if only to block others and have to rush on, mumbling apologies, waving awkwardly, fumbling. But stairs were not featuring much that evening, except as an increasingly mountainous chasm between two places where she could not be found. As the clock wound round and the copious anaesthetic tightened round my legs, those gruesome uprights became vital props. Ski poles set out along a wheezing uphill trek against the elements. I remember thinking how greasy I must have been making that shiny array as I clasped her little heads, regretting our unnecessary intimacy. I can't remember how I carried my fistfuls of booze if I was grasping the uprights to steady my reeling, lurching body, and I can't quite remember how the eventual effort and boredom led me to drop for a moment on his bed. But the bed <laughs> I woke on was quite different, and obviously by then the party had changed completely. Someone was banging, but my head was throbbing more insistently, and I snuck back to a dirty, grobby sleep. The banging grew worse, a kind of cry from the deep, and I looked up to glimpse a man in fancy dress grinning at the little window in the door. He waved and smiled and moved on towards the banging. I tried to get up, but a vast constituency of sorrowful body parts protested, and I slumped back onto the bed. It must have been a waterbed of sorts, I thought, but it wasn't squishy. The primary blue was as garishly ugly as every other moment of colour blindness in the apartment, but the plastic cover was even more discomforting than the stairs. Was this the bed for water sports, I wondered? <laughs> the room seemed to be more like an arid fetish layer than an actual bedroom, bare and forbidding, overly lit, a sickly cream, hurriedly evacuated for the party. The walls were painted breeze block, a kind of basement stage set high within that penthouse, a repository for any kind of fantasy, inert. Unjudgmental. There was noise and conversation further down the corridor. Someone was arguing, someone was placating. There was more banging, but it wasn't sexual banging. It sounded like, like, like torture. There was the dull, <laughs> rhythmical thud of body parts on building bits. It neither crescendoed nor relented, ceaselessly monotonous, devoid of any apparent pleasure or pain. I seemed to be missing some pieces of clothing. Had I stumbled onto a secret after-party, an inner secret? Had the party migrated into a melee of sw swingerdom even tackier than the architecture? The clothed guest drifted back past the window, grinning happily, tilting his kitsch little fancy dress cap as I drifted back to sleep, wondering whether they were going to come in and what they'd ask me to do. I thought briefly of how unseemly it would be for her to find me down here in this strange dungeon, and how she'd wonder how I'd found out, but then I thought she'd probably have gone by now, remembering how much she disliked him, but then who knows, I thought, perhaps they'd had a rapprochement, perhaps she'd been reassured by this more human side, perhaps in fact she'd been intrigued by this new adventure. What was it, I wondered, about Swedish women? <laughs> I don't remember how they got me out of the room, whether I was laughing or they were, what the next room looked like or when they took me back. I, I drifted back to sleep, as the doctor suggested, grateful that the noise had lessened. And later, as I drifted back into consciousness, their story drifted upwards to the frothy surface of reality. It seemed to make sense. It seemed to correspond to the architecture. It was unpleasant. I felt terrible, but better, but I couldn't go. I couldn't do much at all. They'd taken everything of any articulable grasp, not only from me, but from the space. There was nothing to touch but the bare surface of the place. No button or hook, lip or switch. Certainly none of that Rococo high-tech flourish. There was nothing that might confirm your humanity or your role in operating space. Nothing to validate that spatially you mattered or belonged or affected anything. You might have been a horse or crab, writhing or fingerless in this pit of unstinting glare, framed and cornered, totally powerless. They tell me that I climbed the roof. 
The roof of the pub. The pub that I don't remember even going to after the party. <laughs> they tell me that the pub landlord had called them to come and get me down, that I argued and resisted, and when they came for me, that I tried to climb down with a ladder that I dropped, which was when they arrested me, because the ladder had hit a car on the street below and caused irreparable criminal damage. <laughs> my colleagues remembered remarking on my absence, disquieted by my brief reappearance in the back of the police van outside. And ben would later tell me how he'd received a strange and urgent call for me in the middle of the night that had been dramatically cut short. No one understands how I could have made that call. I went back the next day to this place that I had never been and walked into the man whose car I'd hit. It took me an hour, it took him an hour to believe that I couldn't remember ever seeing him before. Mm. He laughed only when I gave him the check to cover the cost of the repairs. The police called a few weeks later to say that he'd agreed to drop charges. I got a slap on the wrist and a fistful of incoherent stories, but I also got to go. <laughs> For more stories, head to sparklondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates. With audio production by Matt Hill at rethinkdaily.co.uk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.